Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Unfortunate analogy, yet appropriate. <laughs> Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. You would expect me to be to have been that guy a few times, but not many times in my life have I been that individual. Have you ever been that guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of times. <laughs> a lot of times. I um I used to have I was the guy who passed out early in a lot of those situations. Yeah. So I needed to be very good at finding hiding spots to sleep so that people wouldn't mess with me. I had a house my last year at Penn State where I would go up into the attic to go to sleep, I would sleep on these wood planks. It was ridiculous, but I would do that to avoid getting messed with. It worked for like eight months before someone figured it out. And would you end up waking up and rallying after that, or you were done no, for the no, night? No, I was done for the night. No, okay. I was done. Okay. And there was never a feeling of where's Fortinball? He's disappeared. It got to a point where it was so common. They're just like, yeah, it, it happened. We just don't know where he is, and that was that. No one, no one thought to put a whole lot of work in, because I'd have to figure if you – Really searched. You could have figured it out probably within about five to ten minutes. Fair. Fair. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. And I don't blame your strategy whatsoever, by the way, because the last thing you want to do is be the guy that they are messing with when you're sleeping. Right. That's that's not good. I've, I've been on the other end of that, too. I don't want to be, I don't no. want to be the guy who's asleep too early and, and everyone can find you. No, absolutely not. In case you missed it, Earlier in the show, we had a little bit of breaking news, and that surrounds the Seattle Seahawks. Carlin versus Joe. Breaking news. They have found their new head coach. This from Adam Schefter. It is Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. They are hiring him, still finalizing the deal, but he will likely become, not likely, he will become the youngest head coach in the NFL at age 36 as they are going away from the oldest head coach in the NFL in Pete Carroll. And it's funny, Pete Carroll might act more like he's the youngest coach in a league as opposed to the oldest. You know what's amazing about all this? Sean McVay was the youngest coach in the NFL up until this hiring cycle, and he held that distinction for like seven years. Yeah. McVay's been the youngest coach in the NFL for like seven years. He got they the job at like 30 when he or got 31. his license. Yeah, he got the job at like 30 or 31, right? Yeah. I mean, it was something like that. He's been around that long now that he was still in that discussion. Two but- Super Bowls. <laughs> two Super He went to two Super Bowls. He won one of them. And so now it not just becomes about the Seahawks and where they are going with Mike McDonald, but it also becomes about the Ravens and how they could potentially replace him, considering that they were at their best defensively this season, uh, allowed the fewest points per game in the league at less than 17, had the most sacks this year, most takeaways this past year, and McDonald had an awful lot to do with all of that. And I guess it means McCarthy doesn't have to look for a new defensive coordinator in Dallas as Dan Quinn is not getting the Seattle job. Yeah, we all thought that was uh, potentially uh, a lock at the beginning. And then, you know, you give up 48. Really, 
technically you give up 41 because the other touchdown was a pick six, but you know, wasn't a good day for Dan Quinn. No, no, not a good day. Not a good do you, day. Do for you anyone. think that one game cost him a job? No, because if it did, then you shouldn't have been a candidate to begin with, right? right. It can't be. It can't be a one game thing. It I, really can't be a one game thing. But to be honest, that's. I mean, Seattle. I like the idea of going with the younger first time guy, seeing what you got there, rather than, you know. I like Quinn. I think he's done a nice job. And this isn't to get up on the soapbox and talk about the backwards hat thing up in the booth. I'm always a big fan of dress for the job you want, right? And this is going to sound like such an old man rant. Dress for the job you want. You want to be the head boss? Look like a head boss. Act like a head boss. Do that. And I know people are going to hear that and they're going to think, man, that is so lame that you're talking about the the presentation. But I don't know. I saw him in Atlanta and a second Kyle Shanahan left, the team fell apart. So, you know. Good defensive coordinator. I don't know if I'd have him as the top guy. Well, it does tie in to the Cowboys and Jerry Jones because, once again, Jerry has not let us down with something to say. Every week, someone in the NFL says something that leaves us scratching our heads, and it's usually Jerry Jones. I have to believe one and one is three. I can't operate where one and one is two. This is Jerry's world. And we're just living in it. Ah, yes, it is. And yesterday, Jerry Jones at the Senior Bowl had the following to say regarding Dak Prescott and his future with the Dallas Cowboys. Dak has done nothing to change my mind on any uh, promise for the future. I think I said in the deal that we'd go as far as Dak takes us in the playoffs. Remember that? Right. We'd go as far as Dak takes us. Right. And that's how far we went. Oh, so okay, so my point is that doesn't change a thing. Okay. Where we'll go as far as Dak takes us. I, I still love the fact that reporters are trying to jump in the middle there. And w- wait, what are you saying? Yeah. What, wait, wait a minute. Hang on. Would you? Uh, okay. <laughs> this is gold. They know gold when they see it. Yes. They know gold when they see Sometimes it. Sometimes you just got to get out of the way. Yeah. Just let him go. Let yeah. him go. Just make sure you're recording. Take Let it easy. Cook. Let the meteor shower develop in front of you. No sense at yelling at space. It's not going to do anything different because of your hollow words. I am blown away by Jerry and Dak. And if I'm Dak Prescott right now, you know what, old man? I'm good. Uh, let's just ride my $60 million this year out, and then I'll go hit free agency next year because you were dumb enough to make a deal with me that included me not having to play under a franchise tag. You cannot tag me after this season. You think it's so much better with somebody else? Go find out. Go find out. That's basically if I were Dak right now. Blank around and find out. You're blanking around. You're going to find out. This I'm done is, with you. This is part of the business of being a part of this organization. That That's all this is. This organization is loud. This organization has bright lights, the big stage. It's what makes them the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys are not synonymous with winning. They're not synonymous with championships. They're, shino- they're synonymous with, like, show business, right? Like, it's why they lead First Take, Get Up, our radio show, and so many other shows out there. They're good for business. But that's what they are, good for business. They're not good for championships. They're not good for winning. We never discuss them in the context of, like, where are they amongst the great teams in the NFL? Um, Are they capable of winning two of the next five Super Bowls? Like, that's reserved for the true champions out there. The Cowboys have become a bit of a circus act. 
And it's a great circus act. It's fun to talk about. It's highly entertaining. They're so good for the NFL because at its very core, the NFL is not a sport. The NFL is not a game. The NFL is an entertainment product. And the Cowboys and Jerry Jones are very, very entertaining. But that's why we talk about them in an entertaining context. And these are entertaining comments. We don't talk about them in a winning context because ultimately we don't expect them to win championships. That's just not who they are. We have those conversations when it comes to teams like Kansas City. San Francisco, Baltimore up until last week, Buffalo up until a couple weeks ago, teams like that. I really have have, um, this year come around a whole lot more to the idea that Jerry cares a a lot more about the Cowboys being the most valuable franchise in professional sports as opposed to anything else. And I'm sure that it would be nice for him to win. I'm sure that it is gut-wrenching, or as he put it after the game, when they lost to the Packers, he was floored by it. I'm sure all of that is true. But if you gave him some truth serum, what's the most important thing to you? It's the money. It's all of the money. Because all he continues to do is do things that will help enhance the value of the team outside of winning. And as you pointed out before, that's a big part of it too. But how do I argue with a guy that went and spent what, 180-something million to buy the team, and it's worth $9 billion right now, and has built the most ridiculous stadium uh, in the league, and now i got to hear dumb comments like this about next season? I would anticipate we'll be all in at the end of this year. So when you say, is there any thought, uh, I think we'll strain or uh, we'll, we'll push the hell out of it. Okay. Is, it, is that doing something different than you had in the past is, 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 in that respect? Well, it will be, uh, yeah, and it will be going all in on different people than you've done in the past. And uh, yes, I would say that you will see us this coming year not building for the future is the best way I don't say it. Okay. I mean, that ought to answer a lot of questions. Okay. We're going Getting all aggressive. in. Getting aggressive. But it really didn't answer a damn question for me. It raised more questions. Were you not before? What was it before? I, I I don't know what this is anymore. I think the past is the past. I think Jerry plays by a different scoreboard, to your point. We look at the scoreboard as winning championships. He looks at it as valuation. He's got the biggest, baddest sports property in the country. No one's going to be able to stop him. And I can understand why he'd get excited about that. To Prescott, I'd be sitting there going for the guaranteed contract, the one that Deshaun Watson got, the one that Lamar Jackson tried for and didn't get. Not saying he's going to get it, but you got all the leverage in the world. They can't franchise you. You're going to be a free agent. Your salary cap number is huge. If Jerry truly is all in, he's got to tweak that salary cap number or he can't build this roster out. And that's going to be problematic for the Cowboys trying to compete with everybody else in the NFC. Now that teams like the Lions are on the rise, the Packers are on the rise, the NFC South is eventually going to produce a worthy team. The Eagles could bounce back. The Rams could bounce back. Who knows what's going to happen with Seattle and their new head coach? You got to make moves. Dak Prescott should be going for a fully guaranteed deal. What's the worst that happens? They say no? All right, you're right back to where you are right now. Yeah, and Dak is going to hit the open market in his prime with no restrictions. No, you know, we surrender a first-round pick or anything like that. That hasn't happened. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. So this is exactly what he should be doing right now. Jerry? Okay, you'll find out. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. One future Hall of Famer says Bill Belichick, he ought to just sit back and wait. But is that really the best advice? It's all next. It's a tease. I didn't write it, but you heard it. 
And it's keeping you right here on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 8. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Here we have the greatest coach of all time who's sitting there with a lack of interest. He was as good as we all thought he was when he was as good as we all thought he was. That ain't today. And I think nobody in that front office wanted Belichick because they knew that he could be a complete nightmare. When you have a guy who's got six Super Bowl trophies and you're not bringing him in, it doesn't really send a signal that you're really trying to win. It is bizarre that it hasn't worked out for Belichick getting a job this year, but it says more about what's going on right now. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. I'll get to that in a second. I just I saw this headline, and I, I fear for you. Headline from the New York Me Post. Me specifically you're talking about? Yes, you specifically and every other parent out there. Oh, okay. Of younger children. This headline from the New York Post. I'm paying my daughter $9,000 to move out so she doesn't turn into a moron. <laughs> Somebody, like basically a daughter who's like 20, 21, 22, not leaving the house. Just stuck in and you're having to pay her to go away. To go start life. That doesn't sound like that's the right decision. Uh, and also maybe she's not moving on with her life because of the way you raised her? Did you think maybe that there are some mistakes you made that led to her being in that situation? That's I don't possible. know, just throwing it out there? Yeah, I would certainly believe that's possible, but uh, maybe not so much. This mother, by the way, is an influencer. So oh, The mother go. herself is an influencer? Yes. Oh, so this is all probably just some bit. Yeah. I just, you know, if somebody would have paid me to move out of the house, I would have been all over that a lot sooner. I a wouldn't have. Sooner. Like, living there is cheap. Yeah. Like, you're getting paid to move well, out. But you got to think long term, Carla. Nine grand's only going to go so far. Didn't you say this is New York? That's fair. That's fair. That but nine grand, is... you're, you're, you're on the streets in a month. <laughs> That's fair. And, and also, living at home might be free, but there's a price to pay. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's yeah. an emotional price to pay. Carla versus Joe, ESPN <laughs> Radio. <laughs> 
How about your guy Larry Fitzgerald on the whole Bill Belichick situation? Here he is last night, the future Hall of Famer, uh, or this week, I should say, on um, his podcast with Tom Brady and uh, Hall of Famer, speaking of Hall of Famers, Jim Gray, just not sure what Hall of Fame. Um, here he is on what Bill Belichick should do. This is Larry Fitzgerald, by the way, not Jim Gray. You know, I think, in my opinion, it would be better for, for Coach Belichick just to maybe take a year. Um, as you think about some of the jobs that could potentially open up, I think it would be of interest to him. If Mike McCarthy and that staff doesn't get it done, Dallas would be a lot more of an, of an attractive job. And, and I, I think he will coach again, but I think, you know, he, he should be thoughtful in which job he takes because – you know, he saw it and, you know, we all know what his record is without Tom Brady. And for you to have success in the National Football League, to have a chance to make the playoffs and win, you have to have somebody who can play quarterback. Look, he's not wrong in anything he's saying. I don't, I don't want to sit there and tell you that we're all making this assumption that Brady, when we say that Belichick wouldn't have done any of it without Brady, we're also – in saying that, saying that Brady would have done it all without Belichick, and I don't think that's accurate. No. I don't think that's accurate. Not at all. Not at all. That'd be ridiculous. It'd be yeah. ridiculous because a lot of those game plans, I, I mean, the, the manner in which they won, look, Brady went down with that knee injury the one year, 2008. They still won 11 games with Matt Castle. Yeah. Matt Castle got paid. Like, Belichick is one of the all-time great coaches. There's been this term that's been thrown around a lot in recent years because people are using it more to describe things in sports betting or whether it's what we're talking about, but recency bias. People are hearing more and more about that. If you've heard it plenty, sorry to jam it down your throat, but that's what's going on right now. You go back a few years ago, Belichick's the all-time greatest. No one, no one thinks twice. Now, in the last few months, based on everything that's happened, oh, it's just the floodgates to trash the guy. He's too old. He's lost his way. His attitude is poor. He doesn't understand talent evaluation. Like, think about the talking points around Bill Belichick for the last month. People have just been dragging him, absolutely dragging him based on what they've seen in the last few recent years. And then on top of it, it's open season. Right? It's open season. Once it starts, everyone's piling on. Whether well, or not he gets another job, whether or not he's capable of being great somewhere else, that'll all sort itself out down the line. But, you know, we we as humans, we have a real tendency to just take the most recent piece of information we've got and go all the way in on that. And we don't weight things properly at all. No, absolutely not. And look, this will probably end up working. Probably is the operative word here probably end up working out better for Belichick because there are going to be more jobs open next year. I can guarantee you the Cowboys are going to be open next year. Has to be. You're going to guarantee guarantee it right now? Yeah, guarantee. Write it, down. Write it down. Like Legereus Sneed guaranteed that they're winning the Super Bowl. I'm guaranteeing that the Cowboys job is going to be open. Okay. Uh, but who else? You know, the other job, the Eagles job could certainly be open. The Giants job could be open. Bears the job. Chiefs, uh, Bears, yep. Jets. All right, well, maybe he's not going to the Jets. Uh, Steelers. Hey, never know. Giants, if Dable has another bad season? Yeah, listen, could be. He's obviously got strong ties to that organization. And if it works out that way for him, it'll be better. If he doesn't get a job next year, it's not happening. Would you agree with that? I I mean, yeah, at that point, if it does, if he wants it again next year and it doesn't happen, then you start to think he's going to really be getting up there in age, too. That's what you have to factor. Like, do you want to bring in whatever he's going to be in two years? Like, look at the hiring cycle this past year. Um, Raheem Morris to Atlanta, 47 years old. 
Antonio Pierce to the Raiders, 45 years old. Dave Canales to the Carolina Panthers, 42 years old. Mike McDonald announced today to Seattle, 36 years old. Brian Callahan to the Titans, 39 years old. There's one, I can't read my own handwriting. I'm not sure who I'm missing. I know I'm missing Harbaugh. He's obviously mm-hmm. old. He's 60. But the other one I'm missing, come on, Fortinball. This handwriting's so bad, I can't even read what I wrote. What the hell's wrong with you? I don't know. Whoever it is is 37. Okay. Anyone know? I can't read my own handwriting. Mayo. Gerard Mayo. Gerard 37. Mayo. As everyone's laughing at me, I noticed no one could figure out the team I didn't bring up, as if we haven't been talking about this for the last month. Well, you didn't bail so me you, out earlier in the show. You guys are at least 3 to 5% responsible for that. Well, but you, again, you didn't bail me out earlier in the show. You That's, think I forget that? What does that matter? Recency bias. We just <laughs> talked about it. Well, <laughs> again, it comes back to that whole collaborative bit. We had Peter King on earlier in the show from Football Morning in America. And this is the big concern around Bill Belichick. So is he going to change? Or is he going to consider change, or is he just going to lie about changing? But it's something he's at least going to have to address. Obviously, late in Belichick's career in New England, he alienated uh, the Kraft family in a big way, uh, and he didn't win. When you're winning Super Bowls, you can act as imperious as you want. But when you're 10 below 500 as Bill Belichick was in his last four years after Tom Brady walked off campus, you can't be that way anymore. And so I think anybody who looks to see whether they might want to hire Bill Belichick is clearly going to look to see uh, what kind of person are we going to get? Are we getting a guy who we can work with? And I think it's a really, really good question to ask. I don't know if you know this, not many people tend to change as they get older. No, they don't. Maybe they say they're changed, but they don't actually change. He needs the PR machine. That's yeah. what he needs. He needs to get out in front of the camera. When people saw him on game day this year, they thought, oh, my God, Belichick's awesome. And a lot of people have said that. They're like, yeah, when Belichick's away from like the media and coaching, he can be fun. He can have personality. He can joke around. It's just he's serious business when he's on the job. I heard a rumor I don't know where I read this, but I heard a rumor that there are some grumblings that some network, I'm not sure who, is going to try to find a way to do a coaches cast with him and Nick Saban. So that was, there was that. a couple of suggestions put out there about it. Imagine think, that. A yeah. game you could watch where it's just Saban and Belichick talking about the game you're watching. That would be awesome, and that would be a great way to start the idea of, you know, rehabbing the image a little bit. I'll, I'll throw this out there. Like, Orlovsky was talking recently about how he's been contacted about NFL jobs. You don't think being on TV, breaking down games the way he does, has been helpful for him? Oh, like, absolutely. he looks brilliant when he does it. He understands the game. He puts in the time. He puts in the research. He's up on TV. He's breaking it down. It's smart. It's clear he knows what he's talking about. He played in the NFL for more than a decade. He gets it. It's not a surprise that he'd be a candidate. You put Bill up on TV and you see a kinder, gentler side, him and Saban just breaking down games and people loving it, you never know. There could be an owner that says, you know what? This guy is worthy of a shot. Look at how smart he is. All right, easy with the played in the NFL for a decade. He was in the NFL for a decade. Well, we could say that Dan played not, for a decade. Not my comments. You can't say oh, no, that and then it. make the joke about running out of the end zone. You're not allowed to do that. I, I don't. I'm not. That's overplayed. Okay? I think so as well. The 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 running out of the end zone is overplayed. Uh, that's fine. 
He's there for a long time. He's a great answer. He was in the league for a long time. If you know all his teams, he's a great answer on Immaculate Gridiron. I'm just saying that. There are a few guys that are great candidates on Immaculate Gridiron. I I tried to tell Canty he's pretty solid on that. He is. He has no idea what the hell I'm talking about. I was like, all right, forget this. Yeah, no, Canty is solid. I was using him a lot for a while there. You you ever notice, though, he doesn't have the picture. If you don't have the picture, it's it's a bit insulting. The guys that don't have the pictures are the lesser... Known guys. I, I'm not saying it. The game is saying it. Canty, if you want to fight someone, fight the game. Don't fight me. Yeah. The game's your problem. Go punch yeah. it. I like using you in the game. You're fantastic. It's Carlin that versus That Baltimore Jim. Giants combination. I got it. I know I'm getting less than 5% on that one. And you throw in the Cowboys, too. Yeah. You know? There's a lot to work with there. Absolutely. The very latest on the reigning MVP and why his chances of repeating dwindling by the day. That's next. Carlin versus Joe on your smart speakers by saying, play ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Carlin versus Joe. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Okay, a couple player props for you. Some big returns in the NBA tonight. Durant and the Suns are going back to Brooklyn. Dame Lillard and the Bucks are going back to Portland. We're going to play those player props in terms of scoring. We're going to go over. Kevin Durant over 24.5 points tonight. He's averaging 28 per game on the season. Going back against his former team. Wants to put on a show. Total of 233.5 in this game. High scoring environment. Durant over 24.5 points. In addition, Lillard over 24.5 points. Juice minus 150. It's expensive. I like him to get there, though. You don't think it's going to be Dame time in Portland tonight? He's averaging 25 per game on the season. Total for this one is 236.5. Portland's 21st in defensive efficiency. Two additional pizza monies for you. Kevin Durant over 24.5 points. Dame Lillard over 24.5 points. 
Bede with it. He drops it. Turnover. He falls on the ball. And Bede twisting. He's right in it. Pays. And Bede is hurt. Obviously, medical cleared him. Dwell obviously is a big part of that. He said he was feeling good. But I still love where they are if Embiid's healthy. And that's true whether they make a trade or not. If Embiid is healthy, he is a beast to deal with. I think, again, the Celtics are the best team in the East. Dealing with them is going to be hard four out of seven. But I think the Sixers just got to weather the storm right now and prioritize health. So what is the latest with Embiid, and how are the Sixers going to handle this? It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, on Sirius XM Channel 80. Don't forget on the iHeartRadio app as well. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Just a few minutes ago on the 2 p.m. Sports Center, Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN senior NBA insider, on the Sixers' approach with Embiid after he went down with the injury last night and what he's been dealing with lately. Certainly for Joel Embiid, uh, playing with a healthy knee in the postseason is paramount for him, for the Sixers. And certainly right now, I think the team is trying to evaluate um, how they can get Joel Embiid as close to 100% as he can be. Let me translate that for you. I think you're probably going to get a healthy dose of Embiid on the bench here in the second half of the season because the Sixers, and Embiid for his part, because he hasn't really talked about it, but um, I don't think Embiid's as much concerned about the MVP this year. I think Embiid's concerned about winning. And clearly the Sixers are. It's the best thing that you can do to make sure you have them because at uh, as close to 100% as you can because you are otherwise wasting the prime of Joel Embiid. What are the goals here? What are the goals? To win a are, championship. Are we an individual sport or are we a team sport? Because it feels like this is becoming more and more of an individual sport. The 65-game threshold is not put in for the team. It's put in for the fans because they want to see stars, and it's put in for the individuals to be motivated to play games so they can earn all NBA team awards and individual awards. None of this is for the team. None of it. And that's what's starting to get me about the NBA because it's sold as a team sport, but it's becoming more and more of an individualized sport. If you're the Sixers, you got to tune out all this noise about 65-game thresholds, back-to-back MVP awards, most improved player, six-man. None of it matters, man. None of it matters. When it matters, you're nowhere to be found because every year you're eliminated in the second round. Nick Nurse was not brought in to get Joel Embiid another MVP award. All right, Tyrese Maxey has not elevated his role with the team since James Harden's gone so he can win most improved player. Those things are supposed to be nice but ancillary. They're not supposed to be the primary focus. I don't know what the hell the Sixers are doing these last few days. In Denver on Saturday morning, he's not on the injury report. Then suddenly he's ruled out. That doesn't add up. Then clearly it looks like there's an issue. He doesn't play in Portland. But the very next night he's out there against Golden State. And what are, what are you hearing? You you were talking about there's rumblings out of Philly that Embiid forced the issue because yeah. of all the criticism from the Denver game. That is a team getting distracted by things that don't matter. Focus on the task at hand. You're playing for a championship. Act accordingly. Well, I, the the stories are that Embiid pushed it himself because of the criticism over the last week. It's not over. I got to get back out there to go win the MVP. Where where does the where does it really start to concern me? First of all, it concerns me from their standpoint with winning a championship because this is the next step, and right now he hasn't gotten out of the second round yet. But if he's if he's either, A, got rabbit ears 
about what the criticisms are, or B, he is really just trying to make everybody else happy? Like, what are we doing? I I don't think that's the case for Joel either. I truly don't believe this is an MVP thing this year. I really don't. I think this was about people being annoyed that it's, what, the fourth or fifth consecutive year. I think it's fourth straight year that he didn't play in Denver and going up against Jokic, at least out there. He played him earlier this year in Philly, whether that's the altitude or whatever. If he's pushing himself to get back out there and he's not healthy, that's just dumb, and that's on him. Um, And we always talk about athletes needing to know their bodies. But I, I also think in the larger picture here, Joe, because we have these rules that are now in place, you're motivating guys, once again, as you put it very simply and succinctly earlier, you're motivating people to go and do their jobs. Yet at the same time, it can be so damaging to guys like Tyrese Halliburton, who's hurt, rushes back, because if he doesn't make all NBA, if he doesn't play 65 games, he can lose out on $41 million. So you got that to concern yourself with, too. Like, I get what they're trying to do and serve the fan, but it's very difficult to find a perfect solution here, and we're seeing the the negative effects of those decisions. They're trying to make progress. They are. And eventually yeah. you're going to go through this. If you want to make the omelet, you got to break some eggs, right? Like, here's the problem. Guys were taking too many nights off, especially in big games, because they didn't want to play. It was being it was being sold as this load management thing. It's healthy for us to take nights off. Well, there's studies that are coming out now that show that it doesn't do anything, right? It's really just I don't want to work as hard, but I want to be paid for it. Fine, I can understand that. Why put your body at risk for forty million when you can get forty million for not putting your body at risk? I get it. I get it completely. So on top of that. The NBA now comes out and says, well, we need to do something about this. We need guys to play because fans are getting ticked off. They don't want to watch a game with all the backups. They don't want to show up and pay 300 a ticket and find out one of the key stars that drove the price up to 300 a ticket is not going to be playing, yeah. and it's announced at the last minute. So we're going to put this threshold in to motivate guys. Now, here's the unintended consequence. Yes, the Clippers are playing this year. It's fantastic to see. The poster children of load management are playing every night, and it looks fantastic. There is serious threat. But the downside to this is injured dudes who have missed a couple games early in the season are now going to push themselves in spots where they shouldn't because, like you said, with Halliburton, he's going to want to get on an all-NBA team so he can qualify for the max contract. They're going to have to work their way through it. It's going to take another CBA, and they're all going to need to be willing to make some sacrifices in order to get the best possible system out there. One NFL team may have just missed their best shot at a Super Bowl. Carlin versus Joe. It's ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Carlin versus Joe. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. How about a little hockey for your Wednesday evening? I was about to say Thursday. I am convinced today's Thursday. I am just all tripped up with what day it is today. I hate it when that happens. It rarely happens to me. I, I have a yeah. pretty regimented schedule, and today I am just lost. All right, this bet's probably lost. Kings minus 115 over the Predators. The Kings have lost 14 of 16. They're a really good hockey team. I know that sounds crazy, but they are mired in a brutal stretch. They've lost 14 of 16. Of those 14 losses, nine have come by one goal. They are better than their recent run indicates. The thing is, they're being priced as if they're worse than their recent run indicates. And this is all about pricing. It's not about jerseys, names, coaches. It's about pricing. I like the price tonight. Kings minus 115 over the Predators. Ladies and gentlemen, with all due respect, it was a joke job. Lamar Jackson is not the same in the postseason as he is in the regular season. He is worse. When we start assigning blame for why the Ravens lost to the Kansas City Chiefs, Lamar is going to have the biggest slice of the pie. There's no getting around that. Lamar got more than his share of the blame, as he should. Just a god-awful interception at the end of the game. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, on the TuneIn app as well. And if you're not following us on social media, by all means, hop on at Jay Fortenbaugh on Instagram, at that guy Carlin. Uh, Joseph Legarius Sneed joined us yesterday. And something he had to say really caught our attention because it's kind of damning, as in kind of, I mean really, when it comes to how they were to approach dealing with Lamar Jackson this past weekend. Here, Legereus Sneed is the Chiefs cornerback on their ability to shut down Lamar and what the plan was. Uh, yes, man. You know, that was our idea, though, to get them to throw the ball. And that's what we made them do, though, try to stop Lamar from running the ball. But, yeah, it was definitely surprising that they didn't run the ball as much as they usually do. What did you guys do to try to force that, to try to make them throw the football? Was the feeling right away that – if we set Lamar up to try to beat us through the air, we're going to be able to beat him? Yeah, yeah. We just did what we did, you know, spat through all type of coverages at him. You know, we manned up on the outside. You know, the guys up front handled him, and that's what happened. They loaded the bus up on him and made sure we made Lamar through the ball when he was going to have success. So that is talking about the presumptive MVP, that the plan was to make him throw the ball. And that is remarkable when you really consider it. Now you couple that with the fact that the Ravens today lost their defensive coordinator. Mike McDonald is the new head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. That just uh, got out there a little while, a little while ago during the show. Joe, you couple those two things together, and you have to start to wonder, you know, was this the opportunity for the Ravens to break through that they completely missed on? You know, I think in a lot of ways it was because what have we talked about all year with the Kansas City Chiefs? They didn't have the same cast that they had before. This opportunity was golden for Baltimore. What more do you need? What more do you need? They had everything. 
They were healthy. That's been the complaint the last few years. The Ravens suffered too many injuries. They were healthy. They 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 got the bye week. They got home field advantage. They got a Chiefs team that wasn't as explosive on offense. Hell, Chiefs only scored 17 points. You couldn't figure out what the MVP quarterback had to score 18. Like the that Legarius Sneed just told everyone the game plan was simple. We want to make the MVP have to throw the ball. We don't want him to run. We want to make him throw. We feel like we can win this game if the MVP quarterback has to throw the ball. Could you imagine someone saying that about Peyton Manning or Tom Brady or insert any other quarterback here? Like, that is nuts. Normally, the plan is we're going to run the ball, try to take the clock down as far as we can, keep Mahomes on the sideline so he's not out there for a while. If he's out there for 80 snaps, we're going to be in big trouble. You know, we want to play back. We don't want to get hit with the deep ball. If they're going to gash us underneath, so be it. We'll live to fight another down, but they're not going to beat us with the explosive passing attack. Nope, it wasn't that. Chiefs went in and said, here's the game plan, fellas. We need Lamar Jackson, the MVP, to throw the ball. And if he does that, we're going to win. And you know what? That's what they forced him to do. Ravens ran the ball more than anyone in the NFL this season. I think it was like 32 rushing attempts per game, number one in the NFL. They ran the ball, what, 16 times in that game? Exactly running backs, half of that. Running yep. backs ran the ball six times. Six times actual running backs carried the ball in that game. Yeah, game plan worked. They could not function as an offense when their quarterback was asked to throw the ball. That's not a sentence you should be saying in the NFL. It's, or if you could say it about Atlanta, you could say it about Carolina. Like when Atlanta had to throw, they were a disaster. Atlanta not a Super Bowl contender. Atlanta it, doesn't have the MVP at quarterback. It's mind-boggling. It, it, it's it's Well, it's stupid. It's stupid is what it is. When you don't do what your strength is and what the weakness of the other team is. Like for Todd Munkin, this has got to be an incredibly long off season that you screwed that up. And now... I mean, look at what that defense was all year. I mean, with Mike McDonald, that defense gave up less than 17 a game. Oh, and 17, as you pointed out, in the AFC Championship game. They had 60, 6-0 sacks this year, most in the league. Like, they were top defense in the league across the board in most categories. And now the door is wide open for somebody else to come in because every team goes through those changes every year and these windows get smaller and smaller for teams to go and win. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the Ravens are not going to break through at some point in the next year or two, but, geez, there's work to do. Think about it. Joe Burrow went down with an injury. Your biggest threat in the division was out of contention. Deshaun Jackson didn't live up to the building. billing. Cleveland was not going to be a serious threat. Pittsburgh still can't figure out their quarterback position. It was tailor-made. It was a tailor-made season for you, right? Buffalo and Kansas City had to play each other, so one of the top two threats was going to get knocked out by the other one. You couldn't have asked for anything better. So I think we're going to go into next season, and we're going to have a lot of conversations before the year starts that are similar with Baltimore. Probably headed for a great regular season, solid defense, good coaching. Lamar will put up big stats. I'll see you in the playoffs, right? It's well, What we're going to do, we're going to talk about Baltimore next year the way we talked about Dallas this year. I'll see it in the playoffs. I don't care about the regular season. Like That's who Baltimore is becoming. 
the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas this season, we said it all year. None of these games matter. I don't care if you're blowing out the Jets. I don't care if you're blowing out New England. I honestly don't even care that much that you got blown out by San Francisco. We'll see it in the playoffs. Are you any different? And they got to the playoffs and they showed they weren't. It's going to be the new conversation around the Baltimore Ravens. No one is going to care what they see in the regular season next year. Show me in the playoffs. Because every time we see you guys there, you come up short. So there's no reason to talk about them and their place. Think about the fact that they had the most impressive win of the season when they went to San Francisco and annihilated the Niners. That means nothing today. That game means absolutely nothing because the Niners are in the Super Bowl and the Ravens got run out of the playoffs in their second appearance. That was the game I was begging to have. Yeah, we all wanted to see see the rematch. Yes, I wanted to see it again, and I wanted to see if the Niners could actually match up. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you, like, lament the fact that we don't get the two best teams. I'm not going to do that. No, we got a good matchup. We do. And also, the Ravens did it to themselves. Like, I can't point to anything else. I can't point to them getting hosed. I can't point to any of that. The Ravens did it to themselves, period. Their mistakes did them in. And what do you know? Good teams tend to take advantage of their mistakes. Unbelievable. I mean, the Chiefs were just very smart in that game. They just took what the defense gave them. They played smart football. They didn't try to do too much. Just check downs. I'll take four yards here. We'll run it for three here. We'll complete a pass for five there. We'll let them screw up. And, you know, the turnovers, the penalties, all that stuff, they did themselves in. Rare off day from the show? What? No, we got TV today. No, we got TV. We're 6 p.m. today, ESPN2. Also, some interesting news. No Jokic tonight. That spread jumped all the way to OKC minus six. Ooh. OKC minus six now. Little nugget going out the door, so to speak. Thanks for listening to the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin vs. Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin vs. Joe podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.